0: You're listening to the Less Stress in Life podcast. Your hosts, Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher, are on a mission to help individuals and organizations manage stress and change. Together, they bring you real conversations, inspirational stories, and strategies to help move you from being stressed to feeling your best. Hello, hello, hello. It's Thursday. And here we are with another live episode. Deb Timmerman here, my co-host, Barb Fletcher. And today our guest is Michelle Hanton. She's a multi-award winning business strategist. She takes people from confused and overwhelmed to crystal clear clarity and helps them create and maximize opportunities for their life and their business. Her awards include NT Export Awards for Manufacturing. She's a finalist in the Australian of the Year and Order of Australia, Majesty Antelra, Businesswoman of the Year. So she has lots of accolades. Being diagnosed with breast cancer many years ago became a pivotal point in her life. She established the Breast Cancer Survivor Dragon Boat Movement in Australia, a national charity called Dragons of Breast Australia. She's the co-author of the book, Internationally abreast, exercise is medicine. It's the story of 25 years of dragon boat paddling, and it provides hope, inspiration, and courage for those that read it. Welcome, Michelle. We're so pleased to have you as a guest today.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Uh, thank you, you know, for
1: taking the time because we know that uh, even though it's uh, lunchtime in our neck of the woods, it's uh, we would be well past our bedtime in yours.
0: Until we talked, I did not know what dragon boating is. So maybe others don't. Can you explain what dragon boating is all about? Yes, for sure. It's called the
2: fastest growing sport in the world. And it's started in China some 2,000 years ago. And basically, it's very popular in the United States and Canada as well. Um, It's like a very long canoe that seats 20 people to abreast on 10 seats. You have a drummer on the front to keep the timing and a steer on the back to keep the boat going in the straight direction. And the whole idea is that you paddle to the beat of the drum and you stay in unison. So it was brought um, really to the Western world by the Hong Kong Tourism Association um, many years ago. And from there, it really took hold. And the thing about Dragon Boat as a sport, from my perspective, is, you know, you're literally all in the same boat. And when you start, if you can't keep up, that's okay. You get carried along (laughs) with the rest of the boat unlike anything else, you know, if you do walking or running, etc., you're way behind. <laughs> Whereas with dragon boat, you're literally in that same boat. Um, so it, you know, is open to people of all ages. And what's great about it is you can come in as a complete beginner and you can take it to like a world championship level and they're, they're lobbying for it to be included in the Olympics.
0: So, how did you get involved in dragon boat racing?
2: Okay, well, that I am an unlikely dragon boater,
0: but um,
2: some twenty plus years ago, uh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and at that time, I was running my business, um, which was manufacturing swim and gym wear, and I had just uh, won the export awards for manufacturing, and my business was asked to do the uniforms for a dragon boat team that was going from Australia to um, Sabah to compete. So I knew dragon boating existed, right? And then after my diagnosis, I was in Canberra, actually, at a conference, and they had a speaker. I remember her name. She was a Canadian journalist called Sharon Batt. And she was talking about um, all the things that were available for breast cancer survivors and on the screen behind her flashed up this slide of a dragon boat and she said in Canada we even have dragon boating for survivors mm-hmm. and the name of that boat and um, team was chemo savvy and <laughs> it sort of sparked something in me and I went, you know, we have this uh, up in the Northern Territory, which is where I was living at the time. And I was with a group of other um, survivors. And it just seemed like something so positive and empowering to do and regain your health, etc. So I got involved in dragon boating. I was determined to make it happen for me because it was something so positive in the face of all the negativity that's out there and that loss of confidence in your body and, and all those other things that go with the diagnosis. So it was that mix of, you know, my, through my business, being aware that it existed. And then hearing the speaker, it was kind of karmic how it came together. And I went, that's it. And here we are some,
1: I think it's 24 years later. (laughs) One of the things that I love, when you speak about being a participant in the dragon boat is how the energy of the others is able to move um, move you along and you're able to participate and, and uh, you know that's a, that's an interesting perspective because for much of what we know about people's success, they have to be Excel or you know be a leader in what they're doing and this is this is a little different. Can you t- speak about that?
2: Yes. so if you, you know, when you first come into it, um, you're out of time, you, you have no idea what you're doing, and you bond together as a team. And it's, and this is great, because, you know, like anything in leadership, anybody knows that, It is the team that makes the difference. You can be the leader out the front, but unless you work collaboratively, then uh, you actually don't get anywhere. And it's the same, like with Dragon Boat, there is no room for the individual superstar, look at me, look at me. You have to collaborate. You have to be in time and you can be the strongest one there is, but unless you're actually working together and in unison, you don't move forward. So uh, I, I really like that principle that works, you know, both on and off the water. So there's a lot of correlation. And since I have been involved in dragon boating, it has become used a lot more for corporate team building because it really gives people the sense of how, you know, the CEO and the mail room and the janitor and everybody, you're all equal. <laughs> you know, you've all got a part to play in, in being successful in moving that boat forward or in moving your company forward.
0: So you actually started a charity in Australia that is connected to dragon boating and breast cancer survival. Yes, that's right. That's a little- so from that Canberra conference, uh,
2: I went back to the territory determined to get dragon boating happening for women with breast cancer. Um, and from that came the charity. It took, it took two years to do to get it, the momentum going because back in those days, people were given advice, avoid strenuous upper body exercise and lots and lots of negativity. So the charity I founded became focused, the Dragon Boat became the vehicle to shine a spotlight on breast cancer. And basically, the women in those boats became the face breast cancer, because it personalized those statistics, it showed, you know, it's somebody's mother, it's somebody's daughter, grandmother, young, old, whatever. Um, These are the women with breast cancer. And you've got to remember, you know, 20 some years ago, we didn't have all this, the pink hoopla that we have today, it was just kind of starting up. And so, The positivity of it and the uniqueness of it, of women out there being super active, there was no run for the cure or any of that back then, kind of attracted media attention. It was really newsworthy. And I have to say, you know, it began, the whole movement began in Vancouver originally. Uh, mm-hmm. as a clinical trial. And those women there had such a great time and there was such positive results that they decided it needed to spread around um, the world basically and be made available to others with that kind of diagnosis. So that's how the movement got up and going. So I brought it to Australia, but I have to say um, I couldn't have done it without the support from the very first group, which is called A Breast in a Boat. Um, in Vancouver so 25 years later you know we still very much all collaborate.
1: I find it um, interesting you know when we're looking at something that's outside of the medical model I, I aspire to other alternatives as well and so you know what drew you how, did you have an intuitive knowing that this was going to be really helpful for you or how, you know, you saw an opportunity, you saw the swimsuit, you were inspired, but you know what? Lots of people see things, but don't necessarily take action.
2: <laughs> um, well, I've been a doer from way back, you know, I I oh. probably like you, you, you as well. Um, the both of you, you know, I, I, an opportunity I have an idea and I don't kind of take no for an answer I just push forward with it but for this particular thing it was because I had been through that diagnosis myself and I'd been surrounded by all this negativity and I thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna die my daughter was three my son was 12 um because that's all I knew everybody died of breast cancer there was nothing Mm -hmm. positive out there and so this was like a a shining light at the end of a deep dark tunnel and I thought you know I'm going there <laughs> and I, I went but I needed to get other women behind me because you know you can't paddle this boat on your own and um, I took that opportunity which is how um, you know my business today is very much still focused on creating and maximizing opportunities so I use the same formula um, for whatever I do
0: it sounds as if this was a wonderful mechanism of healing for you during that breast cancer journey from so many being surrounded by a group of other women who could support each other, the physical activity, the having the hope of Building something for the future kind of gives me goosebumps as I reiterate that back. Yeah. The lessons that you learned from that kind of challenging time in your life move forward to who you are today.
2: Yeah. So I think it's just a progression. I think what it does is, you know, When you have any kind of crisis in your life, um, for me, obviously, it was the breast cancer diagnosis. But when you have that kind of crisis and you come face to face with your own um, mortality, it kind of changes how you look at things. And that's what it was for me. That that was the first thing. And then you suddenly go, and especially for women, I think uh, a lot of us of a certain generation have been taught, you know, you do things for your family, for your husband, for this, that, and you put yourself last, and you kind of think, "Oh, I'll do that when when the kids um, grow up, when the kids leave home, when I retire, etc." And when you have that crisis point, you kind of realize, "Well, maybe that day is not going to come." So you wake up to, <laughs> "I need to do this mm-hmm. for me." So that was something I learned because. My kids were small and people would say, you know, they, how can you do it? I said, well, you know, I have to make the time for it, which it brings us down to what is the prior- priority? It helps you prioritize. So I've learned that. And I have learned that taking time for me is not selfish because it's actually, and these stories are repeated consistently by other women who've been on the same journey. Um, You have to prioritize yourself because unless you do, unless you maintain your health, you can't do anything else. You can't look after your family, your business, nothing. And when I say it like that, you know, it's just common sense, right? But it didn't come naturally to me, and I know it hasn't come naturally to to a lot of other women of my kind of generation, things have changed with the younger generations now. Yeah.
0: So, tell us about the book and what the impetus for the book was.
2: Okay, so the book copy here, internationally breast exercises medicine, uh, came about because the movement is now twenty five years old, and we are blessed to still be here. Those of us founding members in um, Vancouver, many of those members um, are still participating in sport in Toronto, in Italy, there's a whole bunch of us that are still around, but there are some of us who have not been as fortunate. So with my co-author, Eleanor Nielsen, founder of Dragons Breast Toronto, particularly during the pandemic, we were talking and we felt that a lot of the history is being lost. People are unaware of the roots and the foundations, etc. So we, and being locked up for two years, um, particularly in um, Canada, North America, we felt it was important that we have something positive as well. So we decided while we had access to all these women who knew the story, who knew the foundations, we should write it down. So that's what we did. And as I said, it began 25 years ago in Vancouver, but the most recent um, breast cancer survivor team started during full COVID lockdown in Romania. So Mm -hmm. we tracked through the different countries where there are teams, Uh, we have recorded uh, how they began where we could if we had that information. So we felt kind of like detectives (laughs) Uh, for some of them, the newer teams, where they began, what motivated their their founders to get started. Um, And it's been a really incredible journey. But so it's a value to those, you know, who have been involved a long time, but it's also... For anybody who's newly diagnosed um, with breast cancer, in that um, sea of confusion, this is a beacon of hope, of of inspiration, because it is tales of women who have been exactly where you might be today, if you're in the start of that journey. And you can see um, how they have not just survived, but they have thrived and even though there are women with um, metastatic breast cancer involved, they are living well despite the disease. And that's, we felt, Eleanor and I, a really important message to be able to share with the world. So so we put it down. Um, It was quite a challenge and quite a labour of love going between, you know, all the different points in the world, and just this morning I got a message from Germany saying the books have arrived now in, in, um, in Germany. Mm. Um, yesterday there was a message from Ireland saying it's arrived in Donegal. So it's pulled us um, together as, um, as sisters on this this journey. There I want to share something that was unexpected, and that was the designer who, all the layout for us of the book and she actually sent me yesterday a little um email and she said now that my role is finished I want to share what I got out of it and she said I read every single story as I put them in she says I don't you know usually designers just drop the stuff in and she said I never realized um the many layers to it uh, the stories of the uh, not just the the women with breast cancer, but their supporters, their partners. And um, yeah, it, w- it was really quite an emotional piece from her. <laughs> and every day as I worked, I had my tissue box beside me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it will be there in perpetuity for those that follow us.
1: When people receive that diagnosis, you're absolutely right, that that inspiration, that that glimmer of hope that uh, seems to be uh, difficult to find at the time, that will be a wonderful resource for uh, physicians and and medical units to be able to share that. You know, if they don't find themselves uh, meeting up with uh, a breast cancer organization.
2: Yes, absolutely. And we're very fortunate that we had, um, you know, it was started by a sports medicine physician, Dr. Don McKenzie um, from UBC. And so for the global launch, he was on live with us. We have wonderful support from oncologists in Australia and in, and in um, Canada who have written um, pieces to support the book. So uh, it's now grounded and, and accepted you know, that this is a great place to go. So receive your diagnosis, get into some physical exercise, um, and through the Dragon Boat, connect with other women who are on the same journey. Uh, and as everybody says, you know, when you're out there trying to paddle in time, you leave your cares on the shore for a short time. So, yeah.
0: So your business is named the Dragon Sisters. What yes. was the what was the inspiration for carrying the name from dragon boating to your business?
1: Okay.
2: So so I had become known over the last, you know, but my business is 14 years old last month, Dragon Sisters. So I had spent a lot of time in the dragon boat world. I was known for the work I'd done with Dragons abreast. So when I started my own business it made sense to take that word dragons and I started the business um with my sister so we were sisters and also I started it initially working with uh women who had repeatedly said to me over the years you know it's great that women with breast cancer um have this opportunity what about us that haven't had breast cancer there's nothing for us because we used to do you know, trips all over the world, etc., And they felt that there was that bonded community. There was that sisterhood. So it just made sense to, um, to tie the two together. And that's how Dragon Sisters came into, into
0: being. Mm, that's a cool story. You're filled with cool stories, Michelle. <laughs> so for somebody who might be feeling stuck and they're having trouble taking action, Maybe they've just gotten a diagnosis or they're struggling in their business. What's one piece of advice that you would give them about moving forward?
2: Um, So what I would say is, you know, reach out for support. Um, Because the moment you articulate what you're feeling, it becomes much easier. It's almost like something's been lifted when you can say it out loud. And there is a lot of people feel that they need to struggle through things and you don't. Asking for help is a sign of strength. So then the next thing I would say is take that, get someone who can take a helicopter perspective for you because you are often so close to things that you cannot step back and look at the big picture. So find someone that can help you with that. And there's lots of different, you know, coaches out there, business strategies, which is what I am. So if it's from a business perspective, if it's from a personal perspective, you you know, there's there's a lot of help when you um, start to ask. So never feel that you have to suffer it in silence. Uh, And, you know, if you've made a mistake... It's okay to start again.
0: Yeah, that's part of our job here, right? Is to make mistakes so that we can learn and grow. Doesn't mean never or we're bad people or we're stupid. We've all made those mistakes.
2: Absolutely. Um, And, you know, mistakes. The key with a mistake is to learn from it. (laughs) So you can make another different one,
0: (laughs) not the same one. Every day. (laughs) So it was wonderful talking to you. Our time together is almost up. So we'd like to thank you for joining us in this conversation today. And congratulations on all that you've accomplished and on being who you are showing up for those women. Um, It's an incredible story. Oh, thank you.
2: Um, I'd just like to say, you know, as I said at the beginning, it's because I have had um, fabulous women working alongside me it's always teamwork um, so those that choose to um, work with me today and those who embraced my ideas all those years ago when I said we need to get in a dragon boat and some of them aren't as fortunate to still be here but um, it was never a journey I took mm-hmm. alone so I want to always give them my gratitude. <laughs>
0: So maybe those of you who are listening can relate to something that Michelle shared today and listen truly to what she said. Asking for help is a sign of strength. It's not a sign of weakness. So if you're ready to take some action around your business or stress or something that relates to your business goals, please reach out. Our links will be in the show notes and we want to say thank you again michelle for what you bring to the world and for joining us today
2: thanks so much it's been my pleasure bye we appreciate you
0: <laughs> thank you less stress in life is possible if you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you we'd love to connect You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.